Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners. The hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. So, Jace and Dedeker, your last night in Korea is here. I know. Are it's you, our last uh, night. How are you doing? Yeah. Doing, doing all right. It suddenly got very cold, so I'm, I'm so in that like, way. So you're like, get the hell out. Yeah, yeah, in that way, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's far, far too cold. It's like negative 13 degrees Celsius, which is about eight, seven or eight degrees Fahrenheit, and it's been no, thank it snowed you. yesterday. Nope. I was just really ready wow. to leave. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of fun taking a walk in the snow, but it's like, cool, snow, good to see you. Bye. So, you know, yeah. that'll be good. Well, they did. They had the Pyeongchang Olympics in 2018 in Korea. So I guess that makes sense that they can do that in uh, Korea because it's really cold. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, Seoul is also a lot further north than you expect it to be. But we're all here and we're excited to continue on with Judges. And uh, next week I will be the jet lagged one. Uh, I guess so will Dedeker because she'll Just be Just a little Australia, bit. I'm only so... making a very tiny jump. Okay. Um, I'll be the jet lagged one next yeah. week then. Uh, what did we talk about last time? We, we started out Judges, action packed book, lots of different stories. Do you remember any of those stories, Emily? My dear. Uh, <laughs> I am seeing something from the bonus that says the song of Deborah. Yeah. I remember talking about Deborah the Zebra a lot. And. <laughs> Do you remember someone being stabbed through the belly? Uh, some guy? Yeah, yeah. Being maybe left-handedly stabbed by okay. oh, yeah. Sir Paul McCartney. <laughs> oh, yeah. Paul McCartney made like a really tiny appearance just to stab because he was a left-handed guitarist. Uh-huh. Right, yes, yeah. correct. I remember that, but I don't remember the actual story. So will you please enlighten me? He stabbed the king who was like the really fat king and stabbed yes, him and he was Jabba so the fat Hutt. that it like the fat enveloped the sword and then oh. he escaped and then the servants Possibly did... through the toilet? Yeah, the servants didn't go oh, in there because yeah. they're like, oh, he must be covering That's his so feet, weird. quote unquote, covering his feet, which means using the toilet. So they waited a long time and then they were like, oh gosh, it's really taking a long time and then opened up the doors to find that he was dead mm-hmm. and Israel was victorious. Oh yeah, that yeah. guy. And then there were some number of years of peace. That's kind of how it goes in between each of these, right? Yeah, and same with Deborah, where Deborah lived lived in a palm tree under the sea and she was made I'd played by Judge Judy. But Oh right, yes. And she's played by Judge Judy. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes it because she's the first judge. Yeah. Yeah. And she's her, judging away. And her general was Barack, who will be played by Barack Obama. Yeah. So Judge Judy and Barack Obama do that. And they had a duet together where they they sang sang the song. Yeah. Okay. Yes, the song of Deborah. Wait, but the singing voice of Judge Judy is, is going to be done by Lady yes, Gaga. Yes, exactly. Right. And also, oh, yeah. the song, remember in the song, there was this weird verse that added to the story about like the bad guy's mom being oh, yeah, convinced. Like waiting that, for him and waiting, being like, where yes, is he? Yeah. yeah. It took some twists and turns. Yeah. <laughs> that was, really that was interesting that they decided to add that in there for whatever reason. Yeah. 
it was it took some liberties but you know what i guess all good songs do so that's all right well i'm excited to see what happens today if there's more singing who knows uh what are we all drinking to enjoy your your last evening and in, in seoul well, we are both having korean drinks yeah jace oh. mixed me some soju with uh some pepsi in a wine glass so <laughs> that that's what you call not high, good at all. it's high cocktail fusion it's actually not bad it's drinkable. I thought you were drinking wine in there when I kept seeing it on the screen, but that is not what oh, that that's, is. That's apparently. the color of Pepsi, my dear. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, maybe it's a really dark red. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I'm having a Royal Pride IPA, which is by Kabru. Or it's K-A Brew is the name of the company, which I think just How is probably it? Korean something brew. It's got yeah. an interesting kind of like a smoky flavor to it. Huh. Um, but it's fun. It's been kind of one of my happiness, one of my regulars, and they sell it just down the street at the convenience store. So, well, that's convenient. Hey, How lovely. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm having an Aloha Sculpin IPA. It's a new type of Sculpin that I haven't had. Um, it's it like hazy. Pineapple-y? No, it's actually just a hazy IPA. It's good. It is a purple front and i like that because purple is like my new 2020 color oh, yeah. okay nice Great. Love it. you got, you all got me that purple phone case so well that's it. true we did kick off that 2020 purple trend yeah that's true yeah we go yeah i appreciate it all right so what are we reading today all right today we are reading judges chapters six seven and eight continuing on and we want to remind everyone as we get started to read responsibly and drink responsibly you can drink along with us or you can listen to us while you're in the car but please Please do not do both at the same time. And with that, judges a chapter a six. children of Israel did that which was evil in the sight of Yahweh. Classic. Let's drink for repetition. It's going to happen every single oh, chapter, great. I think. Sounds Here great. we go again. <laughs> and Yahweh delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. I thought that that said might like Midi. I don't know, like Midas. Like I thought it was going to be Midas, but You're it's like, not. Finally, someone I recognize. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, ooh, are we talking about Midas touch? Is that a Bible thing? No, Is that's, that... a, that's a Greek story. Ah. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. No <laughs> Try again. Try again, Emily. <laughs> okay. The hand of Midian prevailed against Israel, and because of Midian, the children of Israel made them the dens, which are in the mountains, and the caves, oh. and the strongholds. They, okay. So because of that, the Israelites made caves and made started caves? living in caves? Yeah. Okay. okay. Wow. All right. So it oh. was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up. And the Amalekites and the children of the east, they came up against them and they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth until you come to Gaza and left what? no sustenance in Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor donkey. Okay, so uh, the Midianites came up, destroyed all their crops, all their food, all their meat, everything. All the way to Gaza. All the way to Gaza. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, From wherever we were, all yep. the way to Gaza. Okay. <laughs> For they came up with their cattle and their tents. They came in as locusts for multitude. Both they and their camels were without number, and they came into Mm. the land to destroy it. 
Yeah. Israel was brought very low because of Midian. <laughs> Again, this book adds just little adjectives and adverbs to sort of spice up the storytelling. I mean, I know very is not like the most poetic very word. low. Yeah, but very low. They're just very bummed out. They're real, yeah, they're real down about yeah. this. And the children of Israel cried to Yahweh. Mm. Oh, it- Yahweh. <laughs> we. It happened when the children of Israel cried to Yahweh because of Midian that Yahweh sent a prophet to the children of Israel. Oh. And he said to them, oh, we're not even going to name the prophet. Oh. And just he said to prophet. them. Yeah, just a prophet. Okay. Thus says Yahweh, the God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt mm. and brought Ugh. you forth out of the house of bondage. Classic. Yeah, and I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all who oppressed you and drove them out from before you and gave you their land. And I said to you, I am Yahweh your God. Yeah, yeah you did. Many times. <laughs> yes, we, we know. <laughs> I feel like Yahweh's switch tracking here. Like they're upset about this this specific thing and he's like, oh yeah, but remember all of the stuff that I've done for you yeah. before? Mm, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I think he's talking about up this and said something. Okay. You shall yeah. not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, Mm-mm. but you have not listened to my voice. Okay, there it was. Yeah, yeah that's where we were going mm-hmm, with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. The, the mm-hmm. angel of Yahweh came oh. and sat under the oak, oh. which was in Ophrah. <laughs> Like Oprah Winfrey? It's Oprah like Winfrey, it's like yeah. Oprah, but just with an extra H after the P. Oprah, Oprah Winfrey. Okay. Sat under the oak, which was an Ophrah that pertained to Joash, the Abizarite, and his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the wine press to hide it from the Midianites. Oh, okay, there's a lot of questions I have. Yeah. Was beating what? out wheat Wait, in the wine Jace, press? Can we go back to the beginning of the sentence? Okay. First thing yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, okay. Angel of Yahweh. Great. Cool. Came. Sat under an oak in Ophrah. The oak pertains, I guess, was owned by Joash. And okay, yeah. Gideon is Joash's son. Okay? Yeah. Yes? Okay. Yes. Beating out- Now we're beaten. Wheat. Now we're beating some wheat <laughs> in the wine press to hide it from the Midianites. Okay, so the Midians are taking all their produce. Yeah, and they're stuff. taking all their food. Yeah. So he's got secret wheat. He's got some secret wheat that he's gathered, and he's putting it in the wine press. To he's putting it. Okay, that's what that means. Well, is be- he? But why beating it? Is he putting it there, or is he just doing stuff inside of the wine press to like be hidden inside of it? Well, baby. But well, but okay. <laughs> but remember, if you remember from a bonus episode a billion years ago that I taught y'all that. In ancient times, you had to the part of wheat processing is you had to remove like the the, the hull chaff or whatever the hull okay. from yeah. the from the actual wheat seed, and often you'd do that by like having your cow walk over it. Right, and mm-hmm. I guess that's something that from a distance you can tell what's going on. You're having this cow step all over <laughs> your stuff, and so if you hide in the wine press. Maybe and he was stepping it. on it himself. Yeah, then, maybe to try he's to hide, to hide okay. that that's what he's doing. Okay. Okay. It's got to be, yeah. Because the Midianites are like, we're going to stop him from eating food. We're not going to stop him from making wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not cruel. God forbid. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> the angel of Yahweh appeared to him and said to him, Yahweh is with you, you mighty man of valor. Look at you beating your wheat. Okay. <laughs> so valorous. Is that a word? Valorous? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's saying this to Sweet. Gideon, who is hiding in a wine press, hiding in a wine press, wheat. Okay. Not very valorous. Yeah, when you think about know. it. But well, but he's he's working for his people. You know, he he's is. making That's bread. True. That's, That's true. important. Maybe he's taking risks. Yeah. You know, he could That's still be true. caught. That's yeah. true. Okay. That's true. Yeah. 
Gideon said to him, O my Lord, if Yahweh is with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where where are all his wondrous works, which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not Yahweh bring us up from Egypt? But now Yahweh has cast us off and delivered us into the hand of Midian. Yahweh looked at him and said... (laughs) Wait, I Yahweh looked at him or the angel? Yahweh looked at him. <coughs> oh, yeah, that's okay. weird. Just with that lead up, I'm just imagining The Rock giving his dirtiest side oh, eye yeah. to Gideon. It's like, you little. Yeah. Yahweh looked at him and said, go in, go in this your might and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Have I not sent you? Question what? mark. Jace, you got to help us out. Okay. Yeah, we made it pretty on. far. Get, we made it pretty far out. without whipping out the message. We're like 13 verses in. Yeah. That. Good uh, job, us. Yeah. Okay. Let's do the message as always. The message here says that Josh, so sorry, Joash, the Abizrite, whose son Gideon was threshing wheat in the winepress out of the sight of the Midianites. The angel of God appeared to him and said, God's with you, O mighty warrior. (laughs) Oh, wow. Gideon replied, with me, my master. (laughs) The me is italicized. With me, my master. If God is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all the miracle wonders? That's a hyphenated, (laughs) hyphenated miracle wonders. Our parents and grandparents told us about telling us, didn't God deliver us from Egypt? The fact is, God has nothing to do with us. He has turned us over to Midian. Oh, Gideon. Oh, okay. That would piss off Yahweh. That would definitely piss off Yahweh. And then here's the reply. But God faced him directly. Whoa. Whoa. Wait, did did he not burn to ash? (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Go in this strength that is yours. Equally unintelligible. Go in this strength that is yours. Save Israel from Midian. Haven't I just sent you? Yeah. The the writer of the (laughs) message is like, I don't know either. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm just okay, so Yahweh's switch like, a couple words. Here. Okay, I think it's like Yahweh's like, okay, Gideon, whatever your strengths are, I don't know what they are, but play to your strengths, whatever they are, uh, and uh, you should have been gone five minutes ago. So just, just go, just Get out go. Of my face. Yes. Don't, don't criticize me anymore. <laughs> he said to him, I think Gideon said to Yahweh, "Oh Lord, with which shall I save Israel?" Behold, my family is the poorest in Manasseh, oh, and really? I am the least in my father's house. Oh, he's the baby of the family. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's the least. He's the I like least. that. Jace, you can tell your sister that she's the least in your, <laughs> in your house. Hey, but I'm the least in my father's house. Yeah, I know. Dang yeah. it. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Uh, Yahweh said Clearly. to him, no, 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 Emily, how can you be the least? Because you're kind of the only child, really, of your mother's house. Yeah. But in my father's house, I'm the least. Okay. Right. So yeah, she has the birthright for in her sure. mother's house. <laughs> considering but... I haven't seen him in 13 years, I'm definitely the least. Yeah, Siri, but considering... I'm not talking to you. As far as the tribe, <laughs> but as far as like the tribal structure of your uh, family goes, your mom definitely, I think, has more chutzpah and uh, oh, yeah. political power oh. than your father does. Yeah. So I think that's the you're one you'd want to be aligned right. with. And so, you, you know, they're your only child in, in that uh all right, that fine. Regard. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, my family is the poorest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Yahweh said to him, surely I will be with you, and you shall strike the Midianites as one man. Uh, 
Okay, cool. Single-handed. That's very bold. He said to him, again, I'm assuming this is Gideon now saying to Yahweh, if now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talk with me. Please don't go away until I come to you and bring out my present and lay it before you. My present? Wait, who's giving who a present? He said... (laughs) Wait. I will wait until you come again. Okay. Get, Gideon's gonna... giving God a prezi? Oh, he says, okay, you got to give me a sign. Stay here. I'm going to bring you a prezi and give it to you. Okay. <laughs> um, and then Yahweh's like, cool, cool. I'll chill here. That's great. Okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Is he just like sitting on the floor, like sitting on a park bench like, being I'll, like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll wait for a second. I'll watch over the wheat and watch out for Midianites. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gideon went in. And made ready a kid, and unleavened cakes of an ephah of meal. The mm. flesh he put in a basket, and he put the broth in a pot, and brought it out to him under the oak, and presented it. So, let me hit you with the message here real quick. Oh, boy. Gideon went and prepared a young goat and a huge amount of unraised bread. In parentheses, <laughs> in parentheses <laughs> he used over half a bushel of flour! Whoa, exclamation wow. point. That is a lot of cakes. What? Yeah. There's an exclamation bread. point in the Bible? <laughs> In the message, there's all sorts of exclamation wow. points. What else does it say as far as what he brought out? Oh, so then he put the meat in a basket and the broth in a pot and took them back under the shade of the oak tree for a sacred meal. Okay. I'm just wondering because in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship group, someone was posting about uh, the message later on in the New Testament being there. there's some mentions of casseroles. Really? Excuse me? Yes. We we should make, can we make a vegan version of these casseroles? Yeah, definitely. We'll have a sacred meal. Yeah, we'll have all all kinds of sacred meals. I love having sacred meals with the two of you. Oh. (laughs) Anyway, definitely go check out that post in the, the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship group. Okay. The angel of God said to him, take the flesh and the unleavened cakes and lay them on this rock and pour out the broth. He did Ugh, so. What a waste. Yeah, he's like, dude, I just... Is, is he pour okay. it, he's he like, I it. just spent all this or what? <laughs> oh, my good broth. My bone broth. Did, does he... I'm assuming he pours it onto? Pouring it onto? The, yeah, the, yeah, the message here says pour the broth on them. Okay, got yeah. it. Great. Okay. Then the cool. angel of Yahweh put forth the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes. Mm. And there went up fire out of the rock and consumed the flesh and the unleavened cakes. And the angel of Yahweh departed out of his sight. Whoosh. <laughs> so, so he just Whoosh. burned up all his food <laughs> and then peaced out. It's like, bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Smoke bomb, gone. Cool, That's what Yahweh huh? does yeah. when he's like at a friend's house and the friend's not a really good cook, but you feel <laughs> <Right>. awfully like... <laughs> Smoke bomb. Okay. Gideon saw that he was the angel of Yahweh. Clearly. Clearly, yeah. Yeah. And Gideon said, He's like, that's a Yahweh move, (laughs) if I've ever heard of one. (laughs) And Gideon said, Alas, Lord Yahweh, because I have seen the angel of Yahweh face to face. Mm -hmm. Yahweh said to him, Peace be to you. Don't be afraid. You shall not die. Then. So the angel left. Uh-huh. And then he just says this to himself, and then the like booming voice happens, and he's <laughs> like, "Oh, okay." Yahweh's like, "P.S. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about it. It's gonna be great." Or does this angel, yeah, sneak back in? He's like, "No, no, don't worry about it. You'll be fine." <laughs> <laughs> just don't make me eat any of your crummy unleavened cakes. Okay. <laughs> I just like them because they're more flammable. <laughs> then Gideon built an altar there to Yahweh and called it Yahweh Shalom. 
To this day, hmm. it is yet in Ofra of the Abizarites. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Go, go visit it. It happened the same yeah. night. Same night, y'all. Okay. Same night. That okay. Yahweh said to him, take your father's bull, even the second bull, seven years old, and throw oh, down bull. the altar of Baal that your father has. <sighs> Oh. oh, his father has an altar of Baal. Oof. Yeah, no wonder oh, Yahweh's been boy. pissed at these people. Wait, oh. and do you mean by father's bowl like a, a, a bowl, an actual bowl, a like bowl. an animal? Yeah, okay. what else? What else yeah, would it, be? it sounded like you said I don't bowl, know. like a bowl yeah. of water. Well, that was probably just bowl, my problem with like dipthongs or whatever. Mm, yeah, okay. yeah, like take the bull by the horns. Mm-hmm. Cool. Take your father's bull, even the second bull, seven years old, and throw down the altar of Baal. Do you suppose the bull is involved in that process? Like you got to kind of tie it to the bull, and they help you. It's got to it be. Well, why else are we? Why else are these two actions connected to each <laughs> okay, other? It's, it's got to. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. You're right. <laughs> uh, and throw down the altar of Baal mm. that your father has, yeah. and cut down the Asherah that it is by it. Yeah, cut, cut, cut down Beyonce. Poor yeah. Beyonce. We hate, we hate her. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Her fertility poles yeah. that, that she loves to yeah. have her followers mm-hmm. do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So chop it down. Chop it down. Tear down the altar. Yeah. Cool, and cool. build an altar to Yahweh your God on the top of this stronghold. Oh. In an, in an order in the orderly manner. <laughs> and, <laughs> Obviously. You know, Very important. Very important. <laughs> as orderly as you possibly can, please. Thanks. Wow. Uh, okay. And, and take the second bull. And offer a burnt offering with the wood of the Asherah, which you shall cut down. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, wow. This is fighting Sick burn, words. literally a oh, sick burn yeah, on right. Asherah. Oh, boy. Okay, then Gideon took 10 men of his servants. You're the poorest family in Manasseh, and you, and you still, still have, have 10, 10 servants? servants? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's amazing. <sighs> okay. Then Gideon took 10 men of his servants and did as Yahweh had spoken to him. And it happened... Because he feared his father's household and the men of the city, so that he could not do it by day, he did it by night. Okay, clever. Yeah. yeah. When the men of the city arose early in the morning, behold, the altar of Baal was broken down, oh, and the Asherah was cut down that was by it, and the second bull was offered on the altar that was built. <laughs> they said to one another, they got another bull." <laughs> Yeah, no, they, that, he, they, he said, take take your father's bull and then also and then even the, the other second bull. bull. Yes. I, I think okay, that, okay, that's what they meant by that. I, I didn't, I was like, even the second bull? Well, we have to remember okay. in this translation, when they say even the, they mean more like specifically the. So uh, this doesn't, okay. so this is just, there's only ever been one bull and it's always been the second bull. But the second bull of how many? What do you mean the second bull? How do they know like which the second, one is... The second oldest bull? The second maybe? oldest? Like the second one that was acquired? Yeah. Why wouldn't you have him take the first bull? Because the uh, one was too old, maybe. I don't know. Is it... This okay. Is the one that's seven years old. Is it old. that you have a bunch of cows, you really only need one bull, so you have this ex- the second bull that you don't really need, but you got to save the first bull to impregnate... Yeah, your... he's the breeding bull. He's the breeding and this bull. this is the second one. This is the yeah. sacrificing mm. bull. Maybe. Oh, sad. They said to one another, who has done this thing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who has done this thing? Who did this? When they inquired and asked, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, has done this thing. So someone found out. Maybe the servants Mm, squealed. Yeah. Well, they've been talking around the water cooler and then the other Mm, servants mm -hmm, heard. And, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. you know. What was that guy? That guy right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So much for loyalty. Jeez. (laughs) Right. Then the men of the city said to Joash, 
bring out your son that he may die because he has broken down the altar of Baal and because he has cut down the Asherah that was by it. Joash said to all who stood against him, will you contend for Baal or will you save him? He who will contend for him, let him be put to death while it is yet morning. If he be a god, let him contend for himself because one has broken down his altar. Um, okay, so, so kind of like the challenge of like, if Baal's so important, why doesn't he come here and claim it himself or something? Right. If he's so upset because he had his, an altar destroyed, why isn't he deal with this? I guess. It's okay. weird. Well, okay. and he knows Yahweh is going to, you know, save him and stuff. Or well, at least this is, he's hoping at this point. This is Joash, right? This is the dad. Yeah. Therefore, on that day, he named him Jerubal. 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 I know this name because Why? I know someone I work with is named Jerubal. What? And really? That's how you... Yes, he's a lovely man. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not. I, there's not. That's God. not what I'm arguing. And but. it's yeah. and it's literally spelled exactly like this, except Jerubiel? for one less B. Jerubiel. That wow. what are the what are the odds? What are the I mean, odds? Of there's all a lot the of biblical names. names. Yes, yes, but everyone's named like. Daniel or David or no, Joshua. Not, I, uh, no, they aren't. <laughs> <laughs> well, but we did learn before that all Hebrew names are words, right? Yeah, that's true. I'm literally about to explain it because okay, the Bible's going to say it. Therefore, on that day, he named him Jerubael, Jerubael, saying, let Baal contend against him because he has broken down his altar. So, Does yeah. That track with the Hebrew Bible? Literally, yeah. It's Yerubael. Is how it's it's a little bit spelled differently mm-hmm. here, but they put in brackets. Let Baal defend. Okay, is, all right, so, yeah. all right. Then all the Midianites and the Amalekites and the children of the east assembled themselves together, and they passed over and encamped in the valley of Jezreel. But the spirit of Yahweh came on Gideon, and he blew a trumpet. <laughs> and sorry, I'm, Abiz- I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep going. And Abizer was gathered together after him. He sent messengers throughout all Manasseh, and they also were gathered together after him. And he sent messengers to Asher and to Zebulun and to Naphtali, and they came up to meet them. Gideon said to God, "If you will save Israel by my hand, as you have spoken, behold, I will put a fleece of wool." On the threshing floor. Oh, I, I remember this yes, story. Yes, I just remembered it now. Yeah. I just remembered it what? now. Yeah, okay. So hang on. I'm going to set it up. I'm going to set it up. Got to pay attention. Okay. I feel like we we somehow reenacted this in Sunday school at one point. Oh, boy. You reenacted it? Hang on. Well, let's, let's get the story. Let's get the story. Okay, okay, okay. Gideon said to God, if you will save Israel by my hand, as you have spoken, behold, I will put a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there be dew on the fleece only and it be dry on all the ground, then shall I know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you have spoken. So he's setting it up of like, this is going to be the sign. Right. I'm going to put the wool out. If the wool is wet, but the ground is dry, then I'm going to know you're on our side. Yes? Tracking? Mm-hmm. What if yep. like somebody comes along and accidentally like pees on the wool? <laughs> oh, God. Like, a, like an animal. Like an animal. Oh, I see, I see. Maybe they're not letting animals into the threshing floor. Okay. Than... Yeah, they might eat up all the wheat then. I don't know. <laughs> or, or water gets spilled on it. I don't know. Jeez. It was so, for he rose up early on the next day and pressed the fleece together and wrung the dew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water. Hmm. Gideon... It was very wet. Yeah. A whole bowl. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. like 
crazy wet, legit. A lot, wet. A lot of animals peed on that, <laughs> on that wool. <laughs> so many. Yeah. Okay. Gosh. Gideon said to God, "Don't let your anger be kindled against me, and I will speak but this once. Please let me make a trial just this once with the fleece. Let it now be dry only on the fleece, and all the ground let there be dew." Okay, Emily, explain this one. Are the animals going to come pee everywhere on the floor except the fleece now? <laughs> no, I, I can't explain this one. <laughs> can't explain it. God did so that night, for it was dry on the fleece only, and there was dew on all the ground. I do love Gideon be like, okay, that, that was, was okay. First cool. of all, first of all, that was impressive, God. But no, no, don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. I'm going to be really impressed if you could do the opposite. Because now that I'm thinking about it, I realize there could have been just a bunch of animals who peed on this. It would have been pretty easy to pull off. So now I kind of want to see the the flipped version. Uh-huh. And God's like, yeah, sure, whatever, fine. That's the end of the chapter. Oh, wow. Wait, so That what... was a fascinating chapter. How did it end? It just it happened, then he was like, cool, now I'm in? Yeah. Uh, no, I guess. Just as God did so. For it, it was dry, it was on, the dry on the fleece only. Do on the okay. ground. Wow. How did you reenact so, this exactly in your Sunday school? Yeah, a, seriously, Jace. <laughs> I know. I don't know. It's like a weird, very vague memory from when I was really young. But there was something. I feel like it was one of those things. I don't I could be making this up entirely. But I, I just have a memory of this story, like, being something that I was, like, telling my parents about or presenting to them in some way. I don't know if that huh. was formally or me just like coming home and being like, let me tell you about the places. <laughs> I oh. love that. Like maybe you created like a little play for them. <laughs> like, I hope you did that. Just put it on. I did. I brought out Let's my blanket and I was like, and then he did this. And then I like pour water on it. And they're like, no. And then it's like, oh, okay. All right, Jace, calm down. Yeah. And then I peed on it. And then oh, they were like, ah, stop it. Yeah. <clears throat> Sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on to Judges 7. Uh, I almost started reading the message. Whoops. Nope. Judges 7. And then Jerubbaal, who is Gideon, and all the people who were with him rose up early and encamped beside the spring of Herod. And the camp of Midian was on the north side of them by the hill of Moreh in the valley. Yahweh said to Gideon, the people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hand. Eh? Lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, my own hand has saved me. What? What Wait, what? Really? Okay, hang on. So, okay, yes. What is vaunt? Let's put a pin in that. We just put a pin in that. (laughs) But before we go to that, so Yahweh's literally like, no, if there's enough of you, it's like plausible that you could have done this on your own. Right. And I want to take the credit for this. Yeah. So, what does vaunt mean? Amazing. Vaunt means to boast about or praise something, especially excessively. Oh, such <laughs> vaunting. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the only person who's vaunting is Yahweh. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just so right. He's like, you got too many people, so it's like, you could actually win this. We don't want that. We want it to be clear that I did this. Well, I made this happen, so get out of here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got to think of the image, you know. Yeah, image yeah. is very important. Yeah, Ever right. since that it, whole it, thing with Exodus, exactly. I've really gotten much more intentional with my image. We really need to get a hold of the optics here. Yeah. <laughs> now, therefore, proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and trembling, let him return and depart from Mount Gilead. 
oh, this is a long established tradition. Remember, yeah. where like if you got to do some farming, if you got to hang out with your wife, if, if you've, you've been just, married any time in the last year, if you really just don't want to be here, you just go. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There returned of the people twenty two thousand, and there remained ten thousand. Wow. Okay. So more than two thirds of the people were like, yeah, that sounds good. Cool. (laughs) I thought I had to be here. Go do something else. (laughs) Neat. Interesting. Now I'm wondering if we could, maybe we could look into this in the bonus, but I'm wondering if if this is some sort of argument here against uh, like mandatory conscription. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of kind of being like, or maybe like everyone has to be in the military, but if you don't want to hmm. fight, you don't have to. Yeah, we really something. only want people who are actually committed to this. Right. It is interesting that this is the second time we've come across this type of thing. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll look into that. Uh, Yahweh said to Gideon, the people are yet too many. Bring them down to the water, and I will try them for you there. I'm just going to throw, throw them in the water, see, see if they're a witch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, no, let's see. And, and it shall be that of whom I tell you, this shall go with you, the same shall go with you. And of whoever I tell you, this shall not go with you, the same shall not go. Okay. So Yahweh's going to be like... What? He's like, duck, duck, goose, yes. duck, duck, goose. Yeah, like Yahweh's going to tell him I, sir. who's on the okay. team. So it's like the final audition, the second callback. Mm, the second, like final, second round <laughs> yeah. of cuts. We, yeah. We're down to the final cut. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. He's, yeah, this is like the end of chorus line. Okay, yeah. okay so he brought... Oh my God, I hope I get it. I hope <laughs> exactly. I get it. How many people does he need? So we, That's a good question. We got 10,000. Uh-huh. How many people does he need? <laughs> so he brought down the How people to the water, and Yahweh said to Gideon... Everyone who laps up the water with his tongue. I remember this I, now. I do remember yes. this too. Oh this my God. So okay. okay. All right. Keep going. Two of okay, us. Okay. <laughs> Everyone who laps up the water with his tongue as a dog laps, him shall you set by himself. What? And we will laugh at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you look like <laughs> a dog. <laughs> <laughs> point. <laughs> Likewise, everyone who bows down on his knees to drink. So the number of those who lapped, putting their hands to their mouth, was 300 men. But all the rest of the people bowed down on their knees to drink water. Oh, so you just split them up by... Wait, okay, hang on. So the two categories were what? You scoop water out and you lap it out of your hand versus you get down on your knees and stick your face straight. Black, but in your... Yeah, with your tongue in the water. I got confused the difference between those two. <laughs> yeah. So wait, but why are we doing this? What is happening? I have some theories, but I'm going to wait till the end of this story. I, I, I remember how this was taught to me in Sunday school, okay. and I'm curious how it holds up to the actual okay. story that we're reading. Okay, so yeah, yeah, so lapping with your tongue versus getting on your knees, which makes me think that the lapping with your tongue was like scooping it you up. scoop it up to your... To lick it up. Yes. And not kneeling down to drink straight out of the water. Like a dog. Well, well, ironically, the, I think ironically. the ones that he called lapping were the ones who do scoop it in their hands and lap so, it up. Because that's weird, though. If I scoop water in my hands to drink, I'm usually not like... <laughs> Dogs don't have hands. Dogs don't have hands. You're right. Well, Maybe yes. they did it this time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's just see what happens here. So the number of those who lapped, putting their hand to their mouth... So the lapping ones with the okay. hand to the mouth were 300 men, but all the rest of the people bowed down on their knees to drink water. 
Yahweh said to Gideon, By the three hundred men who lapped will I save you, and deliver the Midianites into your hand. Let it's all the, the people... 300. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. And let all the people go, every man to his place. So, okay. Yeah. Is that the end of this little weird trial of how you drink water? Yes, that's the end of the trial of drinking water. How was it taught to you in Sunday school? So the way this was taught to me was that it had something to do with uh, cautiousness. Mm-hmm. That it was like the ones who scoop what? it up in their hands to drink it are like more aware of their surroundings and also more aware of what they're drinking as opposed to the ones who go kneel down and drink it out of the water could easily be pushed in or killed or something like that. So yeah, they were that's, like that's the how better, it was taught to me too. The better soldiers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the 300, here we are. <laughs> oh, 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 we've whittled it down to 300. Yeah. That seems like an extreme whittling down. Right. We had 32,000, I guess, uh-huh. down to 10,000 and then down to 300. I feel like these numbers wow. aren't really numbers, right? That the thousands, if each thousand like, is a like, troop. Yeah, 22 troops. So what, you think it's like 30 or... people? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it is 300 people. But right. like the oh, thousands okay. are the numbers I think are wrong. I think the thousands yeah. might just mean troops of people. Also, we don't know 10,000 people that. were like leaning down at the same time to drink water out of a river. Wouldn't you like drink up the whole river? That's a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah, Drinking it once. Maybe they went in, in shifts. Maybe that's something for Mythbusters to yeah. tackle. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay, so the people took victuals in their hand and their trumpets. Okay, two, two important things. Victuals and trumpets. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> and he sent all the men of Israel, every man to his tent, but retained the 300 men. <laughs> I just like calling it the 300, though. The 300, yeah. <laughs> and the camp of Midian was beneath him in the valley. It happened the same night that Yahweh said to him, Arise, get you down into the camp, for I have delivered it into your hand. Oh. But if you fear to go down, you go with Pura, your servant, down to the camp. Hmm. And you shall hear what they say. And afterward shall your hands be strengthened to go down into the camp. Okay, so he's like, if you're nervous, take your servant and go spy on him. And like, listen. Oh, is he spying? It's not like a diplomatic mission? Oh, I mean, maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's diplomatic. I mean, Unlikely at this time. It. They're probably yeah. going to kill these people, right? Or something. I'm, I'm sure, yeah. Then, <laughs> like, okay, so, yeah. <laughs> so then went he down with Pura, his servant, to the outermost part of the armed men who were in the camp. The Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay along the valley like locust for multitude. And their camels were mm. without number. As the sands, which is on the seashore for multitude. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. Okay. The sands of multitudes. When Gideon had come, behold, there was a man telling a dream to his fellow. It's hmm. a little Joseph from the other side yeah, here. Yeah, we've been here before. Hmm. And he said, behold, I dreamed a dream of days gone by. No, wait, that's not. He said, I dreamed a dream. In, in time, in time gone by. But close, you were close. You, were close. you know what? It's been a long time since I watched Hugh Jackman. And behold, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian and came to the tent. Oh, this is the dream. Okay. <laughs> I was oh. very confused. I was like, that, how cool. You just like, dream something and then a cake Enter stage falls left. in your lap. Yeah. Enter stage left, cake of barley bread. Okay. I dreamed I dreamed a dream. Okay. And behold, the cake of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian. Oh, I even oh, made yeah, a rhyme good, there. Good. And came to the nice. tent 
and struck it so that it fell and turned it upside down so that the tent lay flat. Okay, hang on. Hold on. You got to say that, not sing that. <laughs> okay, sorry. So a cake of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian and came to the tent and struck it so that it fell and turned it upside down so the tent lay flat. The, the, bread, okay. the, bread, the bread knocked over. knocked out the tent. Yeah. Okay. It knocked over the entire tent? Yes. Well, you know, unleavened bread is pretty... <laughs> heavy. Yeah. <laughs> heavy. Yeah. It's pretty... <laughs> it has some weight to it. Yeah. Okay. His fellow answered... This is nothing else. Save the sword. The sword. <laughs> the what? I'm just sword. hooked on phonics here. <laughs> this is nothing else. Save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a oh, man of Israel. He knew that they've been hearing about him. I guess. Oh. Yeah. Okay. This is this is nothing else. Save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. Into his hand, God has delivered Midian and all the host. Wow, this guy has not got a lot of confidence in his side here. It was so. When Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation of it, that he worshipped. Oh. He's just like, hallelujah, real quick. <laughs> and he returned into the camp of Israel and said, arise, for Yahweh has delivered into your hand the host of Midian. He divided. Let's throw all our unleavened cakes at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take that. It'll literally be this guy's nightmare come true. He divided the, the 300 men into three companies and he put into the hands of all of them trumpets and empty pitchers with torches within the pitchers. What? What a, what a combination. This is like a point and click adventure game. What is this? Uh, okay, let's, let's see what happens. Let's see if we can piece this together before we look up a translation. He said to them, look on me and do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outermost part of the camp, it shall be that as I do, so shall you do. Okay. So he's like, just, trust me, this seems weird, I know. <laughs> Your torches are in the pitchers, it's really weird, but like, just stick with me. Are they lit in the pitchers? That's unclear. Or are they going to be like Molotov cocktails, ancient Molotov cocktails? Whoa, maybe. Oh, maybe they, are they gasoline pitchers? Pitchers full of gasoline? Okay, let's, let's find out. Here we go. So, <laughs> continuing on, when I blow the trumpet... I and all who are with me then blow you the trumpets also on every side of all the camp and say, for Yahweh and for Gideon. Oh, that's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty bad. For God and for glory. Yeah, I'm yeah. into that. Okay. okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. So Gideon and the 300 men were with him, who were with him came to the outermost part of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch when they had but newly set the watch. Okay. And they blew the trumpets and broke in pieces the pitchers that were in their hands. The three companies blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers and held the torches in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands with which to blow. And they cried, the sword of Yahweh and of Gideon. Okay, hold, hold on. Let's pause just for one second because I want to think about the logistics of this. Okay. okay Gideon's okay. handed me a trumpet and he's handed me a pitcher that has a torch inside of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm coming to battle. I'm assuming I'm also armed to the teeth. You know. You must have weapons with you. Must too, have weapons yeah. strapped to my person. So I'm there and I'm supposed to break the. How do I manage this with my hands full? I'm yeah. supposed to break the pitcher. And then, then pick up the then torch, pick up I the guess. torch, and then then yell or blow the trumpet, and then yell, then yell. Yeah, okay. you must have seventy five hands <laughs> to be able to do all these things. Okay, so so they and then they yelled the sword of Yahweh and of Gideon. They stood every man in his place round about the camp, and all the host ran and they shouted and put them to flight. They 
Hmm. Okay, so, so the, they're trying the to picture, I guess I would be scared. Them. I mean, I would be freaking out too if I saw this. These trumpet wielding, <laughs> sword bearing, Molotov cocktail people. <laughs> Crazy. Okay, yeah. but so the breaking of the pictures is that that's got to be just for like like the element of surprise, right? And yeah, they intimidation. Just hear a bunch of shattering clay pictures, and then they're freaked out by it. I don't. I don't know. Huh. I really don't understand. They blew the 300 trumpets, and Yahweh set every man's sword against his fellow and against all the host, and the host fled as far as Beth Shitta toward (laughs) toward (laughs) Zerura, as far as the border of Abel Mehola by Tabath. They couldn't have had a better freaking name than Beth Shitta. (laughs) Beth Shitta. The men of Israel. Gosh, I can't talk today. (laughs) The men of Israel were gathered together out of Naphtali and out of Asher and out of all Manasseh and pursued after Midian. The uh, Gideon sent messengers throughout all the hill country of Ephraim saying, come down against Midian and take before them the waters as far as Beth Bera, even the Jordan. So all the men of Ephraim were gathered together and took the waters as far as Beth Bara even the Jordan. They took the two princes of Midian, Oreb and Zeb, and they killed... Zeb! Zeb, Z-E-E-B, Zeb, and they killed Oreb at the Rock of Oreb. Convenient. <laughs> the Rock of Ages, the Rock of Oreb. <laughs> yeah. And Zeb, they killed at the winepress of Zeb and oh, pursued Midian. Dear. And they brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon beyond the Jordan. They brought their heads with wow. them. Wow. Jeez. Wow. How good, morbid. Good job, Gideon, I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, I guess in the bonus, can we look up this thing about the pictures? Because I just, I don't well, understand. I've, I've written it down already. You got it? Okay. Yeah, I cool. got it. Great. Well, this is thrilling. Before we continue to Judges Chapter 8, we are going to take a quick break to tell you about some ways that you can help support the show so that we can keep bringing you the Bible every week. All right, now on to Judges 8. The men of Ephraim said to him, Why have you served us thus, that you didn't call us when you went to fight with Midian? They did shide with him sharply. <laughs> it's just Wait, like who? Like the, I guess his soldiers were like, Yo, dude, you didn't bring us with you. Like, what, what the heck? Oh, I'm going to yeah. use that one. I'm going to be like, I need to chide with you sharply. <laughs> <laughs> He said to them, what have I now done in comparison with you? Isn't the gleaning of the grapes of Ephraim better than the vintage of Abizer? What? Okay, wow. he's, uh, what? the gleaning of the gra- Okay, I don't know if he's speaking a me- metaphor, but he is saying that like, yeah, but your grapes are real good. Well, no, it says, isn't the gleaning of the grapes of Ephraim better than the vintage of Abizer? Is it? Oh, the maybe he's Ephraim kind of saying, like, this is Gideon. They're talking to Gideon. Really? Or maybe Ephraim is the one who's like, aren't we just objectively better fighters than y'all are? Why didn't you bring us along? <laughs> well, oh, maybe, yeah. But, no, but this is his, like, comeback to them. Dedeker has the hiccups now, and it's hilarious. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you might hear that, but yes. <laughs> Okay, okay. The, the message here says, and then the Ephraimites said to Gideon. So this is to Gideon. Okay. Okay. So like, why did you not bring us with you? I guess maybe they were part of the 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 twenty thousand that didn't go. Maybe that didn't come. 
The 20 something well, thousand. Okay. And they're like, it's because God didn't let us, bro. Sorry. <laughs> right. God has delivered into your hand the princes of Midian, Oreb, and Zeb. And what was I able to do in comparison with you? Then their anger was abated toward him when he had said that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Classic. I love this. Yeah. Playing this the political game now. It's He's like, exactly. Great. But you guys are the ones who actually killed him. Like, you guys are awesome. And they're like, oh, And they're like, all right. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> Shucks. Yeah. Shucks. Gideon came to the Jordan and passed over. He and the 300 men who were with him, faint, yet pursuing. Oh. All right. Okay. <laughs> they were real tired by now. Yes, but they kept going. He said to the men of Succoth, please give loaves of bread to the people who follow me, for they are faint, and I am pursuing after Zeab and Zamuel, Zam, Una, the kings of Midian, <laughs> Zalmuna, Zal- Zeba, and Zalmuna, okay. the kings of Midian. The princess of Succoth said, are the hands of Zebu and Zalmuna, Zalmuna now in your hand that we should give bread to your army? Gideon oh, said, So they're like, yeah, I, no, we're not going to give you bread until you got results, son. Right. Oh, shit. Yeah, I know. Gideon said, therefore, when Yahweh has delivered Zeba and Zalmuna into my hand, I will tear your flesh with the thorns of the wilderness and with briars. That escalated quickly. Who, who said this? Gideon said uh, it. Gideon, Gideon said, said it. Yes. Wow. Such okay. infighting among these Israelites. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, he said some mean stuff to these these guys, and they were like, yikos, we better get out of here. He went up there to Penula, Penuel, Penuel, mm-hmm. and spoke to them like in or spoke to them in like manner. And the men of Penuel answered him as the men of Succoth had answered. Mm. He spoke also oh, uh oh. These guys are just cruising for a bruise. They really are. Yeah, yeah for sure. He spoke also to the men of Penel, saying, When I come again in peace, I will break down this tower. Now, Zebu, Zeba and Zam, <laughs> hang on, hang on, Zalmuna. Emily, Emily, these, I can't, the pronunciation changes every single time. You gotta pick a pronunciation Zeba, and stick with it. Zeba and Zalmuna. Zeba and Zalmuna. I'm going to go with those two. Okay, we're zip, zap, zap. Yes. Yeah, Zeba and Zalmuna were in Karkor. And their hosts with them, about 15,000 men, all who are left uh, of all the hosts, the host of the children of the east, for there fell 120,000 men who drew sword. Can we? This one <laughs> Wait, so uh, I'm looking at the message. 10. I'm looking at the message here. So interestingly, this the message here translates thousand as companies. So it says, Zabadidoop and Zabadidoop were in Karkor with an army of about 15 companies. All that was left Hmm. of the fighting force of the Easterners, they had lost 120 companies of soldiers. I see. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Thank you. Thank you, message. Yeah, they only had 15 left and they had lost 120. Okay. Gideon went up up by the way of those who lived in tents on the east side of Noba and Jogbeha and struck the host, for the host was secure. Zeba and Zalmuna fled, and he pursued after them, pursued by a bear, and he took the two kings of Midian, Zeba and Zalmuna, and confused all the host. (laughs) Okay, cool. Confused all the host. 
Gideon, the son of Josa, Joash, Joash, returned from battle from the ascent of Harry's. What's the ascent of Harry's? I guess that's just where they caught him, right? They oh, went, they went I up mean, to know. the some kind of they they went up the caravan trail. They went up a trail somewhere, and I guess they came back down from it. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was like a a thing that I missed earlier in the Bible that was called like the ascent of Harry's. First but time no, I've heard it of just, it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. He caught a young man of the men of Succoth and inquired him, and he described for him the princes of Succoth, oh, princes of Succoth and the elders of it, 77 men. I think he I know where to- this is going. Oh, oh okay. Succoth was he one of those to- towns that said, nah He's like, Uh-oh. who are the names of your leaders? I'm just, oh, no, no reason. I'm just curious. <laughs> oh. Yikes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So he came to the men of Succoth and said, See Zeba and Zemulan, concerning whom you did taunt me, saying, Are the hands of Zeba and Zemulan now in your hand, that we should give bread to your men who are weary? So I guess he's just like essentially saying that they didn't give him bread. They didn't give these people bread. Now, is these, did they ever get bread? I guess not. They've no, just they been never hungry. did. I don't think so. I think they were this. like, yeah, they were like, you're faint. And he's like, don't care, man. Don't yeah. care. Okay. He took the el- okay, so yeah, he took the elders of the city and thorns of the wilderness and briars, and with them he taught the men of Succoth. He Whoa. taught them what? Taught them some well, respect. Just, <laughs> that's all it says is just taught them. No, I, just I'm it, it, get. Let me finish. Okay. He broke down the tower of Penuel and killed the men of the city. Oh. I guess with these briars and thorns and wilderness or something. Well, I think these were these are that, two separate things. Succoth was one city, and Penuel Penuel and then was Penuel, the other city. So Penuel, one, he okay. thrashed all those leaders with thorns, and then the other one he, uh, he killed, killed everyone him. and demolished their him. tower. Wow. Then he said to Zeb, Zeba and Zemulan, what manner of men were they whom you killed at Tabor? They answered, as you are, so were they. Each one resembled the children of a king. He said, they were my brothers and the sons of my mother. As Yahweh lives, if you have saved them alive, I would not kill you. If you had saved them alive, I would not kill you. So it seems well, like it's a little that's a little late too for late. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems like uh, he's cruising. These guys are cruising for a bruising. He said to Jether, his firstborn, up and kill them. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> go, go kill them. Just the up youth, and kill them. <laughs> up and kill them. But the youth didn't draw his sword, for he feared. Because he was yet a youth. <laughs> He's like, I'm 10. Yeah, Dad. No, I think seriously, like, I think he probably was. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Then Zeba and Zemulin said, rise you and fall on us for as the man is, so is his strength. Gideon arose and killed Zeba and Zemulin and took the crescents that were on their camel's necks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. He's like, he has some cool jewelry on your camel's necks. I'm going to take those. Yeah. He's like, uh, they're dead now. So can I take those cool jewelry pieces on their camels? Yeah. Okay. Thanks, dad. Okay. Then the men of Israel said to Gideon, rule you over us and you, your son and your son's son also, for you have saved us out of the hand of Midian. Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you. Neither shall my son rule over you. Yahweh shall rule over you. I bet Yahweh liked that. I bet Yahweh liked that. (laughs) Gideon said to them, 
I would make a request of you that you would give me every man the earrings of his spoil, for they had golden earrings because they were Ishmaelites. Uh, oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. So, so that's the, the thing. I guess everyone has their ears pierced. All the Ishmaelites have their ears pierced. Yeah. And, so and Gideon, we're all related. Gideon too. has a thing for jewelry. It seems. <laughs> He's into it. I guess so. Yeah. He likes these crescents. He likes these earrings. They answered, we will willingly give them. They spread a garment and did cast therein every man the earrings of his spoil. <laughs> the earrings of my spoil. I love that. <laughs> The weight of the golden earrings that he requested was 1,700 shekels of gold, besides the crescents and the pendants and the purple clothing that was on the kings of Midian. Mm. Jeez, he stripped these bodies and, like, gave them to him? Jeez. Yeah, well, it's valuable stuff, you know? I guess. That's how it works. And this kid, like, clearly is, you know, he's very much into capitalism. So, okay. (laughs) Uh, in the purple clothing that was on the kings of Midian, and besides the chains that were about the camel's necks. Gideon made an ephod of it and put it in the city, even in Oprah, Oprah, Oprah. And wait, what's an ephod? We've looked this up. Oh, we've looked this up so many times. I know, I and I don't remember. It, oh, it was the vest, right? A sleeveless garment worn by Jewish priests. Yes. Oh, it's not cool. the vest. It's the... Wait, no, 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 no. Sleeveless garment? I'm getting, I'm getting mixed messages. <laughs> okay. Um... Okay. It is like a vest. Okay. I-, I thought the ephod was the thing that had all those jewels in it that were like one for each it's of the tribes. not, though. It's not? It's not that? Like the apron, right? Uh, the, mm. Yeah, like the apron part. Okay. So Gideon made an ephod of it and put it in his city, even in Ophrah, and all Israel played the prostitute after it there, and it became a snare to Gideon and to his house. Oh, oh wait, what? So he like made a cool ephod... And put it on display. And then it was like, but then, and then it was like not good. Yeah, he like became people, a prostitute to it. People like worshipped it in a bad way. Oh, oh yeah, and like they were like, they, nah, they nah. like had sex with it instead of Jeez. instead of what? honoring Yahweh. Jeez. <laughs> okay, I mean, I didn't quite go there, but sure. <laughs> so it became like an idol that they worshipped. I guess all so, of course. Yeah. Gosh, like, everyone just loves those idols. These okay, silly Israelites. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Midian was subdued before the children of Israel, and they lifted up their heads no more. The land had rest 40 years in the days of Gideon. Mm, Jerubael, the son of Josha, went and lived in his own house. Gideon had 70 sons conceived from his body, for he had many wives? Okay, hold on. Okay. First of all, I was going to crack a joke about... He lived in his own house, not in anybody else's house. Good. We moved out of dad's house, I guess. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah and he was like, and I lived in my own house. 70, <laughs> 70 sons conceived yeah, from his body. That's the bigger... Now, why are they clarifying that it's conceived from his body? What does that mean? Um, like I don't know. biological I mean, sons? He had sex at least 70 times, but presumably well, more. Well, I've had sex at least 70 times. That's not bragging rights. Okay. Why don't you and Jerubal compete about that another time? <laughs> It's Gideon, not Jerubiel. They're the same person. They're the same person. Oh. (laughs) Cool. Okay. All right. Why did they why do they say Gideon Jerubiel Gideon? Because they love it. It's fun. It's fun. That's completely just just confusing. That's just confusing. Okay, 70 sons. So that's like if you have ten concubines who have seven children each. Or seven concubines who have ten children ten, each. Still a lot. Or either way, either any way two you slice concubines and dice that have that. thirty-five children each. No, That's thank you. Just a God. lot. 
maybe you have like I don't know. Maybe they have 20 concubines or something. Okay. I guess if he is this badass general who led them all to victory, it would probably be easy pickings to. Yes. Well, just... those are, those are, I think, his sons from his wives, too. Yeah. yeah. Not not even his concubines. Yeah. Wait, is this, is he one of the judges? Is Jurobael yes. slash Gideon? Yes. yes. I, I'm assuming cool. everyone who's like a main character in this is a judge. Yeah. Is a judge we got to figure out who's going to be Gideon slash Jurobael. Oh, I know. Right. I was thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> We'll Ooh, maybe Idris Elba. Maybe Idris Elba. Mm. He has come up as a suggestion. Yeah, that yeah. could be a good one for this. Uh, I like um, it. I could see, I could a lot see of him women doing going for him. Him doing the whole like bargaining with the Rock thing, where he's like, mm-hmm. uh, "Yeah, mm-hmm. but like I'm I'm nobody." And then he like convinces him. He's like, "No, well, let me put the this wool down, and it'll be damp and not damp." I, I could see him all right, all doing right. that whole thing, coming up with clever plans. <laughs> Done. Let's get you e- get Idris Elba's people on the phone. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Writing it down. Idris so, Elba's Gideon. Okay. We're going to talk about concubines. His concubine who was in Shechem, she also bore him a, bore him a son and named him Abimelech. Abimelech? Abimelech. We've seen that Wait, name before. like Abimelech two. I mean, I'm Abimelech sure Abimelech 860 or whatever. I'm sure there have been a You're lot probably of... probably right. Yeah. But wait a minute, wait a minute. They just said that he had he also had a concubine. So he had like 71 sons. And it, it did say that he had many wives. So how many freaking wives did he have? Like 14, maybe 28? Like, what is this? <laughs> Just any multiple of 70? Like, or seven, rather? But good Lord. Yeah, so he had like a ton of wives, also some concubines, but only one of which had a son, or at least only one only had a one son worth mentioning. one of which that we care about. Yeah. It just said his concubine who was in Shechem, she so also born a son. So 28 wives, one concubine. Well, but cool. but it says okay. the one at Shechem. Oh, so I'm like, clearly oh, that... he's got him everywhere. He's <laughs> right. got him everywhere. Gideon, the son of Josha, died in a good old age, and he was buried in the tomb of Josha, his father, in an Ophrah of the Abizarites. It happened as soon as Gideon was dead that the children of Israel turned again and played the prostitute after the Baals and made Baal Berthen their god, of course. The children of Israel didn't remember Yahweh their god, who had delivered them out of the hand of all the enemies on every side, neither shown they kindness to the house of Jerubiel, who is Gideon. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. It was like, Emily, we know that you don't know this, and we're going to say it again. (laughs) I love how it's like in brackets. Yeah. According to all the goodness which he had shown to Israel. Gosh. Well, that's awkward. Wow. So they didn't even treat his family well. Wow. And that was it. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's the end. That's, that's the end. That's it. Amazing. Boy. Wow. Jeez. Okay. Wow. What a story. What a story with Gideon. Yeah. So many places we went. I feel like the fact that we spent all three chapters on Gideon is significant. That's and I guess true. that's probably why we remembered a couple of the things from Sunday school that it was like he was a big enough deal that they spent some time on him instead of the like one paragraph that was spent on some of the others. Yeah, 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 seriously. I mean, I don't remember any of this, like him asking for bread and then being denied bread and then coming back and like, I I guess, beating them up with thorns and briars. We're going to look that up. (laughs) Yeah, see how that see how that went down. Wow, what a story. And also we completed this whole arc within the one reading. I guess we've been doing that so far in Judges, where we kind of get in these really fast stories that are just coming at you. Yeah, but normally we get several, but this was kind of a perfect, like, one episode That's long. True. That's true. We got true. the whole arc of Gideon from his wow. humble beginnings as the lowliest son of the poorest family who still had servants. <laughs> At least 10 servants. <laughs> At least 10. <laughs> wow. What's wow. going to happen next? It's going to be more Judges, yeah. clearly. Yep. More Judges. <laughs> 
it's more it's probably gonna be that'll be fun let's see my guess is it's gonna be more shorter stories next time you think not, so not okay. one big long one that's not my quite, guess not quite similar to this uh, experience we had with gideon that'd be my guess I, I got nothing to no reason to think that but mm-hmm. but yeah we'll All see right. what happens Thank you for joining us for Bible Study today. If you want even more Drunk Bible Study, including ad-free episodes, early releases, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. Find us on Twitter at DrunkBibleCast, on Instagram at DrunkBibleStudy, or send us an email to info at DrunkBibleStudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Dedeker Winston, and me, Emily Matlack. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their a- album Home of the The The. The theme song for the Book of Judges is The People's Dread Judges by Jace, Jace Lindgren featuring Emily Matlack. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. I made a memory about your dad.